Welcome to the GC Podcast, a podcast to help you develop into the healthiest ministry leader you can be by sharing practical ministry experience. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode of GC Podcast. This podcast is devoted to exploring best ministry practices in the context of Grace Communion International Churches. I'm your host, Kara Garrity, and today we are going vignette style once again. I'm so pleased to introduce you to my first guest for this episode, Amayo Basad. He is a pastor and church planter in Kolna, Bangladesh. He is married to Christina, and they have two children. Welcome, Amayo. We are so thankful that you are willing to join us today for this episode. Hello. Yes, and I'm so um, excited for our conversation today because we've been talking about the four E's, engage, equip, encourage, and empower as a guide to our process of development. And I know that you've had an experience being mentored and, and developed in GCI Crossway in the Philippines. And so I, I would love for you to share a little bit of your experience with us today. And um, maybe we can learn a little bit about what it looks like in real life, right? Um, to be developed as a leader and to develop others um, as leaders in our local churches um, as disciples and and as a priesthood of all believers. And so um, my my first question that I'd I'd love to hear from you is when is a time that you felt engaged in a meaningful and transformative way while you were at GCI Crossway? Thank you, Sarah, for this uh, wonderful question. Uh, Maybe I can say a little bit before I uh, attend the GCI Crossway. You know, we are all uh, uh, studying in Philippines in IGSL International Graduate School of Leadership. So um, I got uh, invited by Dr. Eugene Guzon because I am looking for a search to attend. That I, I attend in this crossway search. So when we attend the this crossway search, we observe that brethren are very friendly and welcoming for the newcomers. That impress mm-hmm. us to continue attending with this crossway search. After a few weeks, we observed the worship service, sermons, fellowship, and intentional personal care that are very meaningful for us to engage to join with this crosswaysers. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I I love that you share that there was an intentional invitation and that they were welcoming. That's so important to feel welcomed into the the body the in the local community of the church that's really important and so then after you were welcomed um, in and you kind of connected through those first few worship services and and connected with some people how how did you get equipped um, as a leader while participating at GCI Crossway um I felt it was like another practical training in the church beside mm. our seminary school. This Crossway Church is team-based and pastor-led ministry. It is a very good model that reflects the God we believe in. I felt that pastoral team helps build a team of ministry leaders and have an advisory council in place to make sure that the congregation is being equipped listen to and going to the right direction in the journey of Jesus ministry. Besides, they have many uh, training sessions like discipleship training, 
a small group after service, pastoral meetings, mentoring, outreach program, retreat, and all convention. This cross invite us to join all of this. We are privileged to join those session, which is very helpful in our ministry practically. So that's help us to equip and fully participate in the life of the church of GCI Crossway. Mm. And I think what you said about the, the practical aspect is really important, um, that you got kind of hands-on and practical ministry equipping. That's really great. Is there... Um, was there a, an aspect of equipping that, that really impacted you the most while you were at, at GCI Crossway? Because it sounds like there was a lot of different things that you had the opportunity um, to be equipped with. Uh, yeah, there have uh, a, a lot. Uh, uh, there a uh, session for equipping the believers uh, who really want to uh, lead their life as a leader. So uh, I, I feel that uh, firstly, the worship service, the worship service is really amazing and applicable in our country context. And also the church fellowship and also the intentionally uh, Pastor Aaron and also Dr. Eugene Guzun, their fellowship with my family many times, also others believers. This is really uh, amazing for, for me, for equipping and encouraging for me. And I, I also observe uh, my uh, area superint uh, superintendent, uh, Pastor Dan Zakari also, he also doing the same things. He is really available when I need to contact with him or any suggestion. So I, I really love and motivated by their services. Yes, and you know, I I, I want our, our podcast listeners to to catch a really important thing in what you said about your experience, Amayo the availability of the leaders of of Danny and Eugene and Pastor Aaron, the relationships that they would fellowship with you and your family, that is so important in development of leaders. And that is the foundation that we can equip one another from. And so without those relationships, uh, equipping is, is okay and it's important, but that makes the, the equipping, um, you're so much more important because, and, and so much more alive because we're the church. So we're supposed to be in relationship with each other because our God is in relationship, Father, Son, and Spirit. So that's a beautiful thing about your experience. That's, that's incredible. I love to hear that. Also, I uh, empower and encourage uh, also the insightful sermon has much empowered and encourageable for me and for my wife. We are also very blessed uh, each Sunday when we attend in Crossway. And also the doctrine sometimes is really hard to understand, but I when we attend that uh, Crossway church, the teaching about Trinitarian theology is very easy to understand and meaningful. Uh, for me, so I am I'm also blessed uh, to attend that and also empower and encourage and motivate myself to attend the Crossway Church. Yes, 
And then, you know, you mentioned that um, empowerment and encouragement as you and your family have moved back to, to Bangladesh and your church planting and, and pastoring there in Kulna. What are, what are some more ways that you have felt empowered and encouraged because of the experience that you've had in GCI Crossway? Uh, based on my experience when we attend in GCI Crossway I understood that uh, a Christian leader is a servant with credibility and capability to influence brethren in a particular context to pursue their God-given direction. So uh, I observe also in Crossway, uh, the leaders, the pastoral teams, that they are very, very good to doing this. So I'm also following and learning and learn from the Crossway stars and also their leaders' life. Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. What else about your experience um, shapes how you lead and how you pastor today? Uh, for for me, I am also really uh, following what I learned. So mm -hmm. here in, in Bangladesh, so we have also pastoral team and also we have a, a, a team that who are really uh, motivated our brethren uh, in our five house sources so we are really uh, passionate but we are learn learning that this is not our ministry this is god ministry so our yes. believers and also our leaders are really doing voluntary as a servant to serve our brethren in different uh, our sources so that's the model i am really following Oh, I, I love I love hearing that and I love um, how even the way that you saw um, pastoral leadership happen in GCI Crossway and the ways that you were able to participate there um, you know has has shaped that because that's a beautiful thing when we realize that our ministries are not our ministries right <laughs> they're God's ministries because that frees us um, to participation in his ministry. And I think that is really the one of the most important things in developing leaders, right? Ourselves as leaders and as we develop other leaders is that we lead only as participants in what God is already doing. Oh, that's, that's excellent. And so what I hear there um, that I really praise God for is not only has your experience being developed as a leader at GCI Crossway shaped your leadership, but it's already shaping how you are developing leaders in Bangladesh. And that, that is a really, really cool thing to see that, that now you are developing leaders in this particular way according to this model um, because you believe that this is the, be, from your experience, that this is the, um, the Christ-centered way to develop leaders in the church. That's, that's a really amazing thing. Uh, I, praise, I praise God for that. Amen. Amen. 
And so, you know, when, when you're thinking about your experience develop, being developed as, as a leader and as you continue to, that's the other thing that I think um, I heard that's really important is that you all are continuing as a leadership team to learn and grow. <laughs> that's an important thing when we think about developing. We're always, always learning and growing. We like to use the phrase a lot of times, lifelong learners. Um, we never learn everything that we need to know um, to participate in Jesus's ministry because God is so amazing and so vast and, and so incredible that how could we ever learn everything that we need to know, right? Um, so he's always teaching us and we're always learning. But so I, I thought that that was an important thing too. And so as you guys are are continuing to learn, as you are continuing to learn, as you pastor, what what would you want our listeners in the podcast to know about developing leaders? I think a lot of things I, I can say for our uh, listener, but uh, I'll advise like for first things is faithful. So being a leader, so we have to be faithful to God and family. So mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we really deny our family. We give more priority to God, but we need to maintain balance faithfully to God and family. And secondly, available. So we have to available to serve our brethren and team. So being a leader, so we should always uh, available when we need uh, or uh, any any things to do. So we should be go there. Then our believers can feel more comfortable uh, for our present. And thirdly, is teachable, so we should teach our brethren um, the word of God correctly so that they can bear fruit for our Lord. And last but not the least is personal responsibility for learning opportunity. I love this. Uh, I love to learn from the word of God and others teaching to serve our Lord. It's really important for all the leaders to personal responsibility for learning something new things that we can serve a creative way to our source, to Lord, and also our team. Yeah, these are the things I, I really want to advise for our listener. Yes, and what I I really appreciate about your advisement is that the the foundation of ministry leadership because it's it's not our ministry as you said it's God's ministry is is the foundation of our development as leaders is discipleship you know and and in what you've just shared that's um, I think the key in, in what you shared is that um, we're we're faithful in in our discipleship and and we have that um, responsibility in in community with one another. Um, where we continue to learn and grow as as disciples, and and I think that that's an incredible thing because first and foremost we are disciples, and then secondarily we we are leaders in in God's church and participants in His ministry. So yeah, I think that's really wise wise advice, Amayo. Um, anything else that uh, yeah yeah is there anything else that you would love to to share um, with with our listeners? Any final encouragements? That, that you would like to share from your own experiences? Uh, I think I love uh, the uh, GCI uh, in whole world, uh, the team-based pastoral lead ministry. So I, I really 
love this model uh, that we are also following here and is really uh, working here uh, actively so for our uh, uh, listeners i think all our sources even in the family also we, we need uh, a good team that mm. is work very good way uh, not only in our search but also i, I always felt that in, in a family also we need work uh, team team os so and what the uh, I, I i read uh, about uh, uh, team based personal lead uh, ministry it is a really a very good way to leading our lives our family lives and also our search life even uh, when we go to search plant in new areas it's also working i i feel that that as a team so with, without team we cannot do good things but as a team we can do uh, very good things uh, even uh, where we will go where we will go but it is really nice that's that's the things i i really want our listener that work uh, team based and serve god that our lord can see the fruit and through our life our team teams uh, efforts then our lord can glorify this is the things i really want to say Amen. Team-based leadership. Absolutely. I think that there's a, um, a power in it. And I think that there's, um, yeah, like it, it works. It works. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a, a great way um, to, to be in relationship and leadership with one another, with, with his church and, and in ministry. So thank you. Thank you so much, Mayo, for sharing that. That's about the time that we have today. Um, so I really appreciate you I'm willing to share out of your own experience and share the insights and wisdoms that um, you have gained one from your experience at at gci crossway but then secondarily and maybe even more importantly your experiences um in in bangladesh after you have um taken your experiences being developed in gci crossway and now you're you're passing that on to other leaders and you're developing other leaders i i think that that's an incredible thing i think that that shows um we're disciples who are called to make disciples and so you know i really praise god that you and your family are um saying yes and amen to participate in that and you know i my prayers are, are with you guys um as as you continue to do so it's it's a it's an incredible thing um and what god is up to in your midst is is a wonderful thing and so i thank you so much for sharing um your experiences with us today and we will hear from our next guest in just a moment Hi friends, I am so glad to introduce you our second guest for this vignette episode of GC Podcast, Richard Ablordapi. Richard is a bivocational pastor of two congregations in Ghana, has a family, is father of two children. Richard, I'm so thankful that you're willing to join us today. So thank you so much and welcome to the GC Podcast. Thank you very much, Kara. It's a privilege to be here. Yeah, and in this episode, um, we're hearing experiences of being engaged and equipped, 
empowered and encouraged, developed, you know, as, as leaders and disciples. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to you sharing your, your story with us. And, and so the first question that I have for you, Richard, is when is a time that you felt, have felt engaged in a meaningful and transformative way in GCI Ghana? That's a very, very big question. Yes. Uh, because my entire life has been spent in GCI. I was born in GCI, so I've had many, many opportunities to, mm. uh, to be engaged. But I think the most meaningful one to me was after I graduated from the university and was wondering what to do next with life. Then the opportunity was given by the church, by the head pastor at the time, Pastor Emmanuel Okain. And he said there's a seminary that GCI Ghana was partnering to train uh, upcoming leaders. And he asked if I was interested in participating in, in that training. It was it was a surprise to me because I didn't think I was um, I was supposed to be considered for that. But the trust and the way he brought it up, the trust he had in, in me and the way he brought it up encouraged me to just say yes, that I would participate. And so immediately after school, I had that opportunity to go into training at a Christian um, seminary. And that for me was the most impactful or the most um, important intervention in my, in my life as far as ministry is concerned. It brought my mind to the, 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 the ministry. It brought my mind to the service of God. And I began to follow the tracks towards leadership. So that is, for me, when I had the most meaningful engagement. Mm. What I think is is so incredible about what you share in in your experience too is Pastor Manuel. He was intentional, right? He saw you and what God was at work at in your life, and and He purposefully engaged you. And invited you into that opportunity. Um, that intentionality, it, it sounds like, has has been really meaningful, you know, and and has had that that impact into um, how how you've participated in ministry since then. And and I, I think that's important um, aspect of of engaging one another is to do it with with intention. Um, and I praise God that you're for your willingness to say yes. So <laughs> that's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing. And so you you mentioned uh, Richard that you um, you know went and 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 you 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 received this training at at the seminary and um, that 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 was was part of the the formative experience that you had. What other ways were you equipped while participating in GCI Ghana that were meaningful to you? So I think the environment that was created by leadership was one that empowered us as youth at the time. 
it gave us room to to operate. For me, the first thing that stood out was the fact that leadership was willing to allow the youth to participate in mm. things that earlier on only the in quotes the elders or the older ones were doing. And so at a very young age we're pushed into service in terms of doing um, sermonettes, um, split sermons. Um, we were already doing worship leading and all the other activities in church. But that environment for me was very, very important. An environment that encouraged everyone to participate. And then the next thing I think after the environment that was created was the fact that opportunity was intentionally given to us. So, mm. for example, when Pastor Okain is traveling to speak somewhere, he would select some of us and then travel along with us. And on the way, he talks to you, he asks you questions, you respond. And in that way, he was mentoring us. You will get to the place he would allow you to do, to speak, and then he will evaluate you afterwards. And so that was one of the ways, but he was not the only one doing it. Anytime I had the opportunity to speak in church, there were senior pastors who were like fathers to me. I could walk to any of them and ask for feedback and they were mm. glad, they would gladly give it. So those the environment and that intentional way of of pushing us who they saw potential in they pushed us into this path of leadership and uh, by God's grace we were able to find our feet and also to participate and come all the way to this point yes and and I I hear in your story the importance of um, relationship. You mentioned that you were mentored by Pastor Okai, and I think that that that's an incredible way to um, experience being equipped. That that it's hands on, right? It's not just the head knowledge, but it's actually exactly. come along with me and see. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I I praise God for that experience. I think that's really where um, that equipping comes to life, and we see that actually reflected in the life and the earthly ministry of Jesus as well. You know, He says, "Come." along right see what i'm doing do what i'm doing that's incredible and then you know as as you're talking about those those specific opportunities that um were intentionally opened up and and provided to to you and 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 the other youth in in that environment in gci ghana what what were some of the the maybe most important or, or key ways that you were empowered and encouraged that um, really impacted how you developed as a leader? I, I think, first of all, identifying the strengths that we had. For me, mm. the leadership identified in me some strengths and will give me assignments in that direction. So, for example, there was... Um, convention and that is in in those days we're just doing FOT but it had been we, we now called it convention annual conventions and we were drafted into organizing those programs so 
a couple of us were put together and asked to go and design a program and bring it up, get a budget put together, bring it up. And then feedback will be given, go and add this, have you considered that? And gradually, that kind of hands-on approach, we were able to learn, we were able to get a skill. And they were able to pass on to us things that we didn't get from the from school or from from mm-hmm. studies. And so for me, those were some of the ways. I valued those 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 means of 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 uh, empowering us more than even the seminary opportunity I had, and also the um, we had what we called uh, leaders or new leaders uh, seminars. And in these new leaders seminars, you would go and you are supposed to speak on a particular topic, you go and speak, and then there are many leaders there who evaluate what you're speaking on. So I enjoyed the hands-on approach to doing things that were church business than the academic ones that we did, which brought us the knowledge we re- that was required to serve. So those were the ways I, I think were the most impactful uh, means I, I was empowered or, or I was brought up. Mm. And not only that, that hands-on that's really important as you know, as as we've even already mentioned, and and how it reflects even the the ministry of Jesus, and bring brought you into um, participating in in His ministry, not just learning about the ministry of Christ, but I I hear also that you said they they the leaders that that were pouring into you saw and identified and called out your strengths. And the giftings that God has given you. And I think that that's a really important thing for us as the body of Christ to think about um, and to practice. Because <laughs> that whole image even of the body of Christ, right? We're, we're different parts of his body. And so to yeah. see you um, personally as God has created you and to draw that out so that you can respond to your own calling as whatever part of the body God has made you to be instead of, you know, kind of factory setting, making leaders, right? <laughs> you know, and we just make a bunch of hands, right? <laughs> instead of um, what what is God doing in the life of this person? I, I, yeah, I, I, I just really think that that's an important um, thing that I, I heard you say that I want our listeners to to hear is that that personalized um, way that that the leaders who poured into you were able to come alongside you to name that. Um, I'm sure, you know, how did that help you respond and and even discern more specifically your calling as Richard instead of just a, a generic leader? So I I just think that when I went to the seminary and I started to study more about more the theo- theological or the theory um, be- behind scriptures and some of the few topics that were treated there, it it whipped up a certain interest. And of course, I was mm-hmm. baptized already. I was I had a love for the Lord already, but I think 
that exposure just clicked something in me and I began to read a lot, um, research, do my own kind of research, my own Bible studies. And I realized that I was developing a, a deeper relationship with the Lord. And so I found for myself that fulfillment that I was getting to know the Lord better day after day. And it came to a point where I now wanted to serve. I now wanted to, to become engaged more in serving wherever the opportunity was within the, the GCI environment. And so it came more or less as an easy thing, something that I, I desired for. And so it wasn't a difficult thing to to take up the, the, the role when I was one day offered the opportunity to become an elder. Earlier mm. that earlier to that I, I had be, I, I was a deacon. I had served as a deacon for some time in one congregation. And then I was then made an elder about seven years ago. And so mm. that is for me, the, the core of it was just the interest and, of course, the Holy Spirit working in me and through me to bring me to the point where I had a natural interest to be in ministry. Yes, and thank you so much for, for sharing that that experience and, and even your your own way of, of recounting how, how you responded to um, a, a sense of calling and you know, as as you share a little bit of your story with us, Richard, it, it it sounds like you had a number of people that really poured into you, that really um, walked alongside you, not just as a disciple, but as you were developed as a leader. And when we talk about in GCI, the four E's, engaging, equipping, empowering, and encouraging, um, you had, it, it sounds like a robust experience of that um, in GCI Ghana. And so how have those experienced shaped who you are as a leader today, as you pastor these two congregations? I think what they have done, upbringing or the training and the mentoring that I received has made me um, develop into an experienced person. It has made me develop into one who has learned to work with teams. Mm. So the drive from the, the national pastor is that we work as teams in our local congregations. So yes, these are two different congregations that I am pastoring and I have other colleague pastors that I am working with. And then we have uh, Avenue Champions that we're working with. But because of that team-based kind of leadership that we are, we are en being encouraged to, to work in, it makes the work easier. And so there are two separate congregations that I'm able to share my time with both sides, I am able to get feedback. I'm able to to really enjoy the work because it's not burdensome. Yeah, it's it, it's mm -hmm. you know it's any job you're doing or any work you're doing has its ups and downs, but it's not it's not burdensome because you have people who 
also love the Lord, people who also share the same passion, and together you are able to do the work of God without much stress. And indeed, when when the love of God is at work in in everyone, life becomes easier mm. because everyone bears a little bit of the burden of the other. And so, in all of this, back to your question, I think when it comes to equipping equipping us, there were intentional efforts made available for young leaders to get equipped. So there was a seminary training, there was the monthly um, upcoming leaders seminar for speakers or speaker seminar. There was the opportunity to be to join the national pastor, go out and preach somewhere. There, there were intentional efforts put in place. And so at the end of the day, you you didn't find yourself stranded. If you had mm. a challenge, you just reached out to your lead pastor or whoever was supervising you and you had that support. Again, I will touch on the environment. The fact that there is this brotherly and loving environment. For me, it's one of the best things that we have in GCI, that our leaders are friendly, are fatherly, are brotherly, and sisterly for the lady pastors we have. We are able to relate very well, and no one despises you because of your age, that you are young mm. one. Everyone is helping you rise up. And for me, that is very, very important for our environment here. I had the opportunity to become the board chairman for the Ghana Church. And it was a, a big surprise. Or I, did, I, it, it, I didn't see it coming, but somehow it came. I got, into, I got um, nominated onto the board and I was a member of the board, served over a couple of years. And then I got elected as the board chair. And the faith and trust that senior pastors had in the youngest member on board there was very, very um, encouraging. And I think it's something that I, I thank God for, that people far more experienced than you can can be patient with you to listen to you and help you become molded into someone better. And that is the privilege I have enjoyed. Amen. I join you in praising God for that. And as we, uh, you know, come to the end of our, our time on the podcast today, what, you know, what final words would you, or advice, what do you want our listeners to know about developing leaders? Number one, we must be intentional. Number two, we must take away the barriers or possible barriers that can hinder people with potential from moving up or coming forward to participate mm. in the service or in, in leadership. And number three, we must make sure that the environment is loving it's having the spirit of god at work and 
we must allow the Spirit of God to work through us. And I think when the Spirit of God is at work, it's obvious that that loving environment will begin to be seen. And people are able to operate best when they know they are not going to be crucified for their slips and their errors. And so for me, those are the important things I, I think any congregation or any team needs, especially a, a church um, organization needs. The intentional drive and then the um, removal of barriers. In my case, paying for some of the courses I had to attend was, was taken up by the church. It was mm, a barrier mm-hmm. to me. I, I couldn't have afforded some of them. And so the church offered to help me, knowing that I was not in the position to support myself in that way. And over the years, it has yielded the benefits that the church wanted or God wanted to come out of me. So those are the things that I think are important. And uh, um, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity to share my experience. Thank you. No, I'd like to thank you. This this has been um, some wonderful insights. I, I really am thankful for you to share your experience and I praise God for the experience that you've been able to have and for those final words of encouragement and advice to our listeners. I, I join you uh, in continuing to um, be in prayer for our, our congregations in Ghana as well as for our uh, younger leaders that are that are coming up and that um, we create environments of love and intentionality for them them to step into um, the the spaces and the people that God has created them to be. So thank you so much, Richard, for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Well, that's all we've got for today, folks. Until next time, keep on living and sharing the gospel. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of the GC Podcast. We hope you have found value in it to become a healthier leader. We would love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion on a topic or if there is someone who you think we should interview, email us at info at gci.org. Remember, healthy churches start with healthy leaders. Invest in yourself and your leaders.